Welcome to all of you. Today I have something to share with you of interest for us to study Dhamma with. Recently there was a protest in Germany. A child, seven years of age, and over a hundred of her friends and others came out to protest against their fathers and mothers. Her parents were only interested in playing with their smartphones to the point where they had no time to speak or to look after their child. And the child begun this protest because of this reason. Their parents used their smartphones so much that they didn't have time to show an interest, their love or to look after their family. Can you see that a child of just seven years of age can have the wisdom to know the difference between what is appropriate or what actions are inappropriate? So don't think that a young child has no wisdom like us or thinking that a child must listen to their parents. They shouldn't argue and they should listen to the different explanations that their parents tell them because the parents believe that they have more wisdom than their child. This type of thinking may always be in the feelings of the parents. No matter how good or skilled the child becomes, they can't acknowledge them because they are our child. We are the parent. We have more wisdom. But some children may not be like that. They can have more wisdom than the parents. This type of child is called an Abhichadabhuta, that is, they are born and make their family lineage prosper. They are born and they support their parents, and they are children that have excellence. In the time of the Buddha, we know that there was a child that at just seven years of age had great mindfulness and wisdom. Her name was Lady Wisaka. At just seven years old, she saw and knew the Dhamma, and she invited the Buddha and his community of monks to have the meal at their house. Lady Wisaka was then just a small child of seven years, yet she could organize and offer the meal and look after the Buddha and the community of monks very well and perfectly. Can you see that someone with wisdom can have had it since birth? But it's not that every child is like this. Sometimes the child is called an Anuchada Buddha. That is, they are born and they can uphold the family lineage, but they don't make it any better than their parents did. And some children, they lower and degrade the family lineage of the parents. So for mothers and fathers who have this ego and hold on to that they are the parents and that they have more wisdom than their children, but it's not certain. Their children may have more wisdom and may be an Abhichada Buddha. That is possible, like in the Buddha's time with Lady Wisaka that I spoke about. And another example is the youngest daughter of the wealthy merchant Anatta Pindika. Anatta Pindika had three daughters. The oldest was named Mahasubhada, the middle was Chula Subhada. Those two both married and moved out of the family home and lived with their husbands. The youngest daughter, named Sumana, was someone who was smart 
and took up the household duties and organized and offered the meal when they invited the community of monks to their house. Sumana could do all the duties that the sisters used to be in charge of. But later, she became very ill. She sent news to her father and he quickly came back to see his daughter. When he got back, Kanata Pindika asked, Daughter Sumana, how are you feeling? Sumana replied, What is it, little brother? She answered like this. Nata Pindika was worried. Why was his child being like this? So he asked his child, Are you delirious, Sumana? This is your father. I am your father. Sumana answered, I am not delirious, little brother. The wealthy merchant thought that his child was likely scared of death. His youngest child must have something that has made her frightened, or is it some sickness making her scared and acting like this? So he asked, Sumana, are you scared? Sumana answered, I am not scared, little brother. She just answered like this to her father, and then passed away. Anatta Pindika, who loved his child a lot, and he thought that his daughter didn't have any mindfulness before her death. He was very saddened and didn't know where she would be reborn. She had made lots of merit, doing merit and making offerings every day. But in the last moments of her life, she had no mindfulness like this. He was worried that his daughter had been reborn in a bad destination. So he went to see the Buddha and told the Buddha about the daughter calling him her little brother. The Buddha said, She was right, wealthy merchant, because she was higher in noble spiritual attainment. Your daughter had attained to Sakadagami, the second level of enlightenment, but you, wealthy merchant, have only attained to Sodhubana, the first level of enlightenment. When Anatta Pindika heard this, he felt overjoyed and gladdened immediately. Can you see that the child, even though she was young, that she had more mindfulness and wisdom than her parents? And Anatta Pindika, who was the father and who was the foremost in making dana offerings, but the noble attainment of his heart, the purity of his heart, couldn't compare to that of his youngest daughter. Her wisdom was greater than the wisdom of Natapindika. So parents need to think and contemplate about this, that sometimes our child has been born and has more mindfulness and wisdom than us. So we need to listen and to reflect on the thoughts and views of our children. Sometimes our child that has good mindfulness and wisdom will tell their parents not to do unskillful actions. They show them the benefit of Dhamma practice. For the father and mother who don't have faith, the children try to grow their faith. The parents who have no sila or morality, the children help them to have a higher level of sila. They help to improve the level of their parents' minds, And for the parents who haven't done any dana or sila, the children help them to improve and to change to become good people. They help the parents who haven't meditated to do meditation and improve so that they have wisdom. Here, 
our child and each person has different spiritual development. Their child may make a family's lineage prosper or some children may maintain the family lineage but don't make it any higher or some children will lower their family's lineage. So those of you here, may we see that if we are a father and mother, we are the givers to our children. We give opportunity to our children. We support our children. Like the incident in Germany, the child had the thought and reason to protest against the parents who didn't give them any importance, but gave importance to their smartphones. The child's father even ended up organizing everything. He contacted the police and helped with the protest. The child invited her friends to hold signboards protesting that they want love and warmth and they want the time of their parents. Can you see that usually it is the parents telling the children, Stop child, don't play on your phone, do your homework, don't play too many games. Here some children have good mindfulness and wisdom and see that their parents don't give them love. But the parents who give their children support in everything, they will see that it's a good thought of their child to be like this, that they can support their children to be brave in doing the right thing. It is something of interest and to think and reflect on. It makes me think back to the time when I was with Venerable Ajahn Chah and there was a small novice, just 10 years old or so. This little novice would put on his robe very properly and very beautifully, and Ajahn Chah would tell the monks to go learn how to put on their robes properly from this little novice, because he put them on so well. So we may be elderly in terms of age, but we need to be elders in terms of noble virtues as well, not just elders in terms of years. The true elders are elders in terms of noble virtues. This is important. Once there was a novice sitting in front of the entrance where the Buddha was residing. A group of elder monks came to visit the Buddha and patted the novice on the head and then went to go pay respects to the Buddha. The Buddha said to them, Did you see the great elder sitting in front of the door? The Buddha said just that much and then the elder monks were very surprised. They had patted the little novice on the head, but that novice was an arahant of the highest type with all the psychic abilities. The Buddha praised him as being a great elder monk. They were a Mahatera, someone of noble virtue. So it's not just being elderly in terms of being ordained for a long time. That's not the true elder. They must have noble virtue in their heart in order to be a true elder. The conventional elder is the monk in terms of years, but their spiritual heart is not like that. Here, those of us who have age must think as well that we have to age in the noble virtues in the heart as well, so that it is something of importance and meaning. So take this and contemplate that we may be of old age, but is it aged in terms of just the body and not in the spiritual heart? But our child may not be elderly in terms of their body, but they may be elderly in terms of their spiritual heart. Let us contemplate like this. 
for us to let go of our ego and views within our heart. This is the path to meet with true happiness. May you all grow in blessings.